the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Radio. Good morning. You're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Tuesday morning. We're so glad to have you with us today. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Alicia Quivido and Damian Colado. Hey, guys. Good morning. Good, mor- good morning. Wow, we got a big bow from Damian. Good morning. Yeah, wow. Hey, today is the Feast of St. Nicholas. Did you have any gold coins in your socks this morning? Oh, or your oh, shoes? Oh. <laughs> Well, hopefully St. Nicholas came and brought some gold coins to all the little children uh, this morning. We'll hear more about the saint of the day a little later in the show, but let's begin this morning with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we humbly implore your mercy, Lord. Protect us in all dangers through the prayers of the Bishop St. Nicholas, that the way of salvation may lie open before us through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, St. Nicholas, pray for us. Pray for us. We have a great show for you today. Starting off in six minutes, Cindy Self joins us. She's a director of volunteers for Catholic Charities in the Archdiocese of New Orleans. And today we're going to be talking about the Adopt a Family for the Holidays. And of course, some volunteer opportunities during this giving season. So stay with us to learn more. In 18 minutes, Priscilla Smith McCaffrey joins us to talk about her book, Christmas Blossoms. In 35 minutes, Michael Acalda joins us. He's the president and CEO of St. Vincent de Paul in Baton Rouge. More volunteer opportunities this giving season, but in the Baton Rouge area, stay with us. They're always looking for needs at this time of year. And in 48 minutes, Dr. Tom Ryan joins us. He's the interim vice president for mission and identity at Loyola University in New Orleans. And today he's going to be talking about the men's uh, praying the rosary for community unity annual rosary. That is a mouthful. And he's going to give us details all about that. Um, Nothing like coming together and praying the rosary. Uh, So he'll give us details about this wonderful event. It's going to be a great time with great guests today. Yeah. Maybe ought to pray to St. Jude for the saints because, boy, did they blow it last night. Oh, oh no. Yikes. Hopeless <laughs> yes. causes, to say the least. Oh, oh that was hopeless. That was awful. Oh. I'll just leave it at that. For those who went to bed early, mm-hmm. saints leading by 13, lost by one with three seconds to go in the Yikes. game. So there you have it. Moving on to something better like the weather. Yes. Should be another great day today, pretty much like we had yesterday. Partly cloudy skies, breezy conditions, winds out of the south-southwest at 10 to 15 miles an hour. High is going to be a little warmer, going to be 80 degrees today. Low still around 66. No rain in the forecast. Um, 
early morning fog again, uh, but that sure should burn off pretty quickly. Tomorrow about the same, only warmer. 83 degrees is the high expected for tomorrow with a slight chance of rain. Uh, most likely, though, most of us won't get hit by that because it's only like 10%. Uh, temperatures in and around the area, Gulfport and Mandeville, 68 degrees, 69 in Baton Rouge, home of Thibodeau at 70, and in the Crescent City, 71 degrees in New Orleans. Heating up quickly already today, but it still, as I said, should be pretty nice because we're going to have a little, nice little breeze out of the south-southwest. And that's our temperatures mm. and forecasts, so take advantage of it. Definitely. Also, if you're doing your Christmas shopping, because we were talking about this earlier, Damien has not started his Christmas <laughs> shopping, which shocks me, Damien. But if you are, you can go to shop.smile.amazon, shop.smile.amazon.com. Smile.amazon.com. I'll post it in the comment section. Yes. Choose Catholic Community Radio as your charity. You're making those Christmas gifts. Amazon will give a portion to Catholic Community Media. So, Catholic Community Media. Yeah. Stay with us. It's five past the hour on Wake Up. Blessed Tuesday of the second week of Advent. I'm Father Chris Decker, and today's gospel comes from Matthew chapter 18. Jesus said to his disciples, What is your opinion? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, will he not leave the ninety-nine in the hills and go in search of the stray? And if he finds it, amen, I say to you, he rejoices more over it than over the ninety-nine that did not stray. In just the same way, It is not the will of your heavenly Father that one of these little ones be lost. Thank you, Father Chris Decker, for today's gospel. Our first guest is Cindy Self. She's a director of volunteers for Catholic Charities in the Archdiocese of New Orleans. And today she joins us to talk about some wonderful volunteer opportunities with Catholic Charities during this giving season and the Adopt a Family for the Holidays. Good morning, Cindy. Thank you so much for being with us today. Good morning, Gabby, and thank you for having me. Absolutely. Tell us about... Go ahead and tell us about the volunteer opportunities over at Catholic Charities this time of the year. Absolutely. So with more than 20 programs serving 50,000 people in need across the state of Louisiana, volunteers are critical to the success of Catholic Charities. And we are grateful for the time that volunteers donate in helping our programs and clients succeed. Some programs, such as English as Second Language and our Family Literacy Program, operate almost entirely with volunteers to improve a student's level of English to become confident and successful members of the community. During our last fiscal year, almost 97,000 volunteer hours were donated by nearly 2,400 volunteers to impact the lives of our clients and programs. Our culture of volunteerism and social responsibility begins at a young age at Catholic Charities. Starting with our SERVE program, students engaging in reflective volunteer experiences offers high school students the opportunity during summer break to earn service hours for school and concludes with a day of reflection that helps students understand the impact their volunteerism has on the lives of others in the community. At the other end of our spectrum, Volunteers age 55 and older, which our oldest volunteer there is 95, are able oh to stay goodness. engaged and are able to stay active and engaged. 
through volunteer service with Head Start Children as part of our popular foster grandparents program. That's amazing. 95 years old. Um, adopt a family program. You know, Cindy, this time of year, we're doing the angel tree. Um, I know that my son's class is adopting a family this Christmas. So we're getting, you know, gifts for different members of the family, depending on the age group. It's such a wonderful time of the year, especially with giving back and helping those families have a wonderful time of uh, Christmas. Uh, tell us a little bit more about the Christmas adopt a family program. I hope it's not too late. No, it's not too late. Currently, our Christmas Adopt-A-Family program is underway, which donors and volunteers find to be incredibly rewarding. Each year, Mm -hmm. programs submit the names and wish lists of clients unable to provide Christmas gifts for their families. This program allows donors to grant the wishes of those families by selecting an individual or family and purchasing gifts for clients um, from newborns all the way through senior citizens. We're also collecting health bags, which contain Mm -hmm. full-size toiletries and other items to meet the needs of our families. Anyone wishing to participate in this program can still do so. They can contact me directly at Um, Mm 504-310-6962. We're also accepting volunteers to come and and accept and sort the gifts that donors drop off for our families, as well as assisting program staff when they pick up their gifts, which will eventually be delivered to families. Volunteerships Mm -hmm. actually start tomorrow and run through December 15th. I think this is a great opportunity, especially for maybe our kids. Whenever we see uh, a family member have maybe a child that is their age to pick a gift and explain to them why we're buying this gift for this child, you know, and it's a great way. We actually did that yesterday. My son was asking a bunch of questions. I thought it was a great opportunity for him to kind of think outside of the box and and realize that there are children and families uh, who want to make this the best Christmas yet. So Let's talk about Mm -hmm. the Food for Seniors program because, Cindy, we've been talking about this for quite some time. It's been a wonderful program, especially during the pandemic. Uh, So tell us a little bit about this and the volunteer opportunities there. So our Food for Seniors program, which serves low-income seniors, 60 years of age and older, needs volunteers throughout the year, and they will pack commodity food boxes for participants that are enrolled in the program. Both individuals and groups are able to volunteer packing these boxes, which aim to improve the health of seniors in our community and throughout the state of Louisiana. Volunteer program, uh, volunteer groups, some church groups, some school groups have volunteered with us in the past and truly enjoy the experience that they have under knowing that they're helping to feed someone that is struggling to feed themselves. Mm-hmm. We also have a new refugee mentoring program that is looking for volunteers as well to serve as mentors. These volunteers would work with refugee youth to support and mentor them with educational, social, and general wellness goals as they adapt to life in our community. And anyone wishing to participate in this program can reach out to their program coordinator, Michael Hitch, at 504 491 3211 or mhitch at ccano.org. Wonderful. Sydney Self, Director of Volunteers for Catholic Charities in the Archdiocese of New Orleans. One more time, where can we go to take a look at these various volunteer opportunities this season? So our website is www.ccano.org 
backslash volunteer opportunities, or they can contact me directly at 504-310-6962. Cindy, thank you so much for being with us today, and thank you so much for all that you do, and have a blessed Advent and a Merry Christmas. You as well, Gabby. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I did link that in the comment section for today's Facebook Live video so you can take a look at the wonderful volunteer opportunities that we have this giving season if you're in the New Orleans area. Now, in, if you're in the Baton Rouge area, we'll be talking to Michael Acaldo at St. Vincent de Paul in just a few minutes. Actually, in, uh, in about uh, at, at in 35 past the hour, we'll be speaking to him. So you can take a look at that. And of course, like she said, those volunteer uh, service hours, but so much more. It's more than that. You know, it's getting the family together, putting... Uh, things into perspective and making this season just so great for others as well. Uh, So stay with us on information about that. If you miss any information, it can be found in the comment section for today's Facebook live video. That is uh, Wake Up Tuesday. Stay with us. We have more coming up right after the break. It's 15 past the hour on Wake Up. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for December 6th. Today we celebrate St. Nicholas. Children of all ages can readily identify the saint we honor today. The man with the twinkling eyes, the smiling face, and the ample body in the pillowed red suit. We don't know exactly what he looked like, nor do we have many hard facts about him. But that is no impediment to his popularity. Historically, we can pinpoint only the fact that Nicholas was the Bishop of Myra in Asia Minor in the 4th century. Perhaps the best-known legend about him concerns his charity toward a poor man who was unable to provide dowries for his three daughters of marriageable age. Rather than see them forced into prostitution, Nicholas secretly tossed a bag of gold through the poor man's window on three separate occasions so all the daughters could be married. In time, This legend involved into the custom of gift-giving on the saint's feast. In English-speaking countries, St. Nicholas became Santa Claus by a twist of the tongue, further expanding the example of generosity portrayed by this holy bishop. Though Nicholas died in the mid-4th century, his legend lives on. The new Saint of the Day app is available now for your smartphone or tablet. From Franciscan Media... This has been Saint of the Day. Good morning. It's 19 minutes past the hour on Wake Up. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Alicia Quibido with Gabby Smith and Damian Collado. Uh, To all the men out there, tomorrow, December 7th, Sister Dulce Maria has her men's spirituality class in the Chapel of Divine Providence. Uh, That's at Cypress Springs Mercedarian Prayer Center from 7 a.m. until 8 a.m. A wonderful opportunity for uh, men to gather in this beautiful setting. So that's on George O'Neill Road. It's at the very end of George O'Neill in Baton Rouge. So be sure to check that out. We are joined this morning by Priscilla Smith McCaffrey uh, to talk about her book, Christmas Blossoms. Good morning, Priscilla. Welcome back to Wake Up. Well, thank you, Alicia. It's good to be here and happy St. Nick's Day to you. Thank you. Same to you. Same to you. Did you leave your stocking or your socks or your shoes out this morning, <laughs> last night? <laughs> you know what? Um, St. Saint, uh, uh, Saint 
St. Nick did come for the grandkids. Wonderful. So I'm, I'm happy to say that. That'll be, that'll be a fun delivery today. That, that will be. That's wonderful. Well, you know, we visited with you yeah. last year about your beautiful book. Yes, I remember. Uh-huh. Yes, Christmas Blossoms. Uh, and so mm-hmm. it's, it's a wonderful story and a great opportunity for us to visit about it again. Uh, this is historical fiction, right, Priscilla? That's right. That's right. And it's, it's a kind of fiction that is, an, excuse me, well, it's a kind of story that is um, rather different for Christmas time. It would be meant for family reading, I think, because it's about, it's, the setting is communist China. Yes. And, uh, you know, that's in our minds today if we're watching some of the news out of, out of there, and it's kind mm-hmm. of difficult to get to the to what's right. going on there. You're right. I, I love that the idea for this story, and this is your first book, your first published book, um, the yeah. story comes from actually a gift that you gave to your daughter. Can you tell our listeners about that? Yes. Uh, some, some years ago, I bought a Christmas ornament for my daughter, and I thought it was very attractive. And uh, she's enjoyed it over the years. And I would look at it, and I think, um, this was kind of amazing. It was Somebody had painted on the inside of a Christmas uh, glass uh, ball mm-hmm. of images of stallions. Uh-huh. And it was really lovely. And I thought, you have to be pretty talented to do something <laughs> like that. And at the same time, it also makes me a little sad. I didn't pay a lot of money for this or- ornament. So mm-hmm. someone with real skill, uh, you know, uh, did this at probably uh, a very low um, wage, mm-hmm. but um, so I always I began to wonder, well, who does this kind of thing? And then uh, I investigated a little bit to see um, uh, about this skill that is in China. Uh, it started with snuff bottles. They paint the inside of these the bottles, mm-hmm. and then they also paint inside of Christmas ornaments, and. Uh, since so much of our stuff is made in China, I, I would be, you know, especially our, our Christmas stuff, whether it's secular, or, you know, Rudolph's or uh, Baby Jesus, um, I just began to wonder, what, <laughs> how, is this a point of evangelization for uh, them? Yes. Uh, and, and if so, what must they think of our Christmas when we have everything from uh, stars and sheep and kings and shepherds and uh, a baby in a manger and Rudolph and <laughs> you know all those disparate things. How does it? How must it sit in their minds um, uh, as 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 a story? How can they put, pull it together? Yes. And so my character uh, does have some understanding of Christmas because he's um, I have him as an old Chinese artisan. He's been in the shop a long time, and he explains Christmas to his uh, uh, fellow craftsmen. Um, And he has to be careful about it because uh, the winds of tolerance change. And the reason he understands Christmas is because he was born in 1940 into a Catholic family, and then the revolution happened in 49. And um, so... Um, I take him, uh, well, he, he really appears at the beginning of my story as an old man. So he's already been through the revolution, the great leap forward, the persecutions, 
uh, the Cultural Revolution. And he knows that um, his, uh, well, that the, the Communist Party had understood Christmas as that decadent holiday from the West. Mm-hmm. So for a, a long time, they were not allowed to have anything to do with it. And then gradually, after the Cultural Revolution, after the opening of China to commerce, um, they realized Christmas is business. You know, oh. what's the big deal? Let's just let's just get into it. <laughs> <laughs> so I just enjoyed working with those concepts and making a story of it. Wow, it's such an interesting story, and beautifully illustrated in that uh, the illustrations in the book are they. Uh, the similar uh, style or craftsmanship that are used in the ornaments that, that really inspired you to write the book? Uh, well, I would say no, okay. um, except my, um, the artist is Gwyneth Thompson Briggs. She's a classically trained um, sacred artist, mainly. She did take some of the elements uh, well, I guess I should say yes, because she <laughs> took some of the elements of um, Chinese uh, artistry, um, not not so much for the for an ornament, but okay. just for the tradition of their uh, of using watercolor and uh, graphite. Okay. And I loved what she did. Beautiful. I um, I found that her um, I, t- I she's a friend, and I said, um, Gwyneth, I have this unusual Christmas mm-hmm. story, and I think it would be good to have an illustration with it. It's, it's hard to pitch this book if someone can't, isn't grabbed by a picture, I think. Oh, yes. So she did the first picture of my artisan, John, at his table of painting. And it's, it's such, I thought it was a, a lovely depiction of a, of a man who is loving his work. Oh. He's contemplative and uh, very focused on this work, and um, I I just thought that image was beautiful. Yes, we're visiting with Priscilla Smith McCaffrey. We're talking about her book, Christmas Blossoms, historical fiction book. Um, so tell us about really what I think that the uh, the moral of the story, I guess, is that 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 you can't uh, take Christmas out of someone, someone who knows the true meaning, uh, even though he's he's been uh, suppressed and he uh, can't practice his faith. Uh, he still has Christmas in his heart. I, I think that's true. Um, I, I, you could definitely say that. Everybody wants to celebrate Christmas, and I think every year people who have left the faith still want something of what they had as a child, and they experience probably something akin to faith, even if they weren't in a faithful family, and that was uh, hope and aspiration and uh, an aspiration in something good to happen. Yes. And I think that everybody wants... um, somehow is searching internally for the, you know, the final truth that will lead them to a piece of heart. Yes. And I, I think at the end of my book, uh, John has so affected a friend of his that he, he wants that joy that he, that quiet joy that he knew in his friend. 
That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Uh, Priscilla, let our listeners know where they can find a copy of Christmas Blossoms. Okay, it's easy to get. Um, uh, Sophia Institute Press. And just go there and you'll get it. Of course, you can get it on Amazon, but we like to support that's right. the publisher. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> right? That's right. So, Sophia. So Sophia Se- Press. You okay, can- great. SophiaInstitute.com is you can find it there. Priscilla, do you have any other books in the uh, process? Are you writing anything new? I do have a few, but um, they're on my desk. Okay. <laughs> some ideas on my desk. I'd like them on someone else's desk. Okay. Yeah, they're done. But. I love okay. it. Okay. Now tell us, Priscilla, what I, I have, have understand that this book is a great book to read uh, to family, but maybe not to real young audiences. I think that's true. You, uh, okay. you could snuggle up with a little kid, child and, and read it to them, and they might grasp it. But uh, an 11-year-old, uh, it would be more appropriate to read too um and and that's partly because they should know what what has happened to a fifth of the world's population a fifth of the people on the planet are chinese wow and what has happened to that great people yes and uh so it's it's a very good way to introduce a little bit of chinese history a little bit of understanding of suppression and uh communism and some of the policies that have have been a scourge to those people, and yes. the uh, um, the suppression of religion and the um, one child policy and two child policy yes. Yes. Um, programs. Well, well, thank you so much for joining us this morning, Priscilla. Priscilla Priscilla Smith. Alicia, thank you. I appreciate that. Priscilla Smith McCaffrey. Check out her book, Christmas Blossoms. You can find it at sophiainstitute.com. Stick around. Michael Acaldo, president and CEO of St. Vincent de Paul Baton Rouge, joins us to tell us what's going on. It is half past the hour on Wake Up. Happy Tuesday morning, everyone. Hopefully you're shaking your sugar, too, as you listen to Wake Up. So glad you could join us. Gabby Smith, Alicia Quivito, yours truly, Damian Collado, and our regular good old friend, Michael Acaldo's with us, president and CEO of St. Vincent de Paul of Baton Rouge, for a monthly update. Paisan, how are you doing? Merry Christmas and happy Advent. Merry Christmas to you and happy Advent to you, Damien, and all the entire crew there at Catholic Community Media. It's great to be with you once again and uh, talk about all the wonderful things happening at St. Vincent de Paul. So, uh, you know, Christmas is only a few weeks away, and the need for is pretty great, as always, this time of year for you guys and the projects and the works that you do and have underway in the Baton Rouge community. What are some of the key things uh, you want to make our listeners aware of that you're working on? You know, it's so appropriate that uh, I've been invited to be on the show today on St. Nick's Feast Day, St. Nicholas mm-hmm. the Bishop <laughs> in the 4th century. And, uh, you know, um, we, uh, many decades ago, we uh, were blessed with uh, the bishop here locally 
working with us to get uh, toys to children in need in our area. And uh, once again, Bishop Michael Duca will be with us December 17th at 9 a.m. to distribute toys to needy children right there at our St. Vincent de Paul dining room. And, um, you know, we've expanded the effort beyond our dining room, and so we're collecting toys uh, for children 12 and under um, and uh, this year is a little bit of a challenge due to inflation. The number of toy donations are down. Mm. Um, and so there's some areas, especially from the 7 to 10 and the 10 to 12, uh, both uh, 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 boys and girls uh, toys that we're a little bit behind where we need to be and uh, easy to uh, pick up a uh, toy and drop it off at a local Chick-fil-A or an essential federal uh, credit union location. And uh, our friends, uh, Sylvia Witherspoon and WBRZ, are promoting people giving those toys. Another great way to, to give those toys is the St. George Fire Department. Once again, it's supporting us and uh, with their Santa parades. Uh, and as they uh, go through the neighborhoods, they're collecting uh, toys and food items for us. Uh, right now, toys are more important to us at this juncture just because we want to make sure that uh, we're able to meet the demand in the community. Last year, we helped over 3,000 children all together. Wow. Um, so uh, people can uh, you know, easily uh, find a place to drop off those toys or they can make a financial contribution on our website uh, at uh, sbdpbr.org to really make an impact in the lives of uh, children in need. It's, uh, it, it, like I said, it's great to be St. Nicholas. We got a real <laughs> bishop, a real Santa yeah, um, that's right. yeah, uh, coming, coming to town, so to speak. But uh, um, another thing, Damon, you know really well, uh, over 30 years ago when you were uh, at WGMB Fox 44, Y'all started a homeless toiletry drive for us campaign, and it's still going strong uh, with that wonderful station. And uh, we're collecting uh, everything from soap to shampoo to toothbrushes to toothpaste. Um, some of the things that we often need are rain gear ponchos and things of that nature. And uh, the toiletry drive is very important to us because um, – in order uh, uh, for us to be successful with that, um, we really, uh, uh, for the year, this campaign uh, gives us enough of those items to run throughout the course of the, the entire year. And uh, the number of uh, those experiencing homelessness coming to us for help is, is uh, increasing day by day. Um, you know, um, with inflation and rent costs going up, so right. very important, and people can drop that off at any location of Albertsons or our great friends at the Baton Rouge Clinic as well, uh, any of their locations. So lots of opportunities uh, for people to give, to pray for those we are all blessed to serve at uh, St. Vincent de Paul ways to get involved and, and really make a difference yeah one of the things i know when we first started we uh, you you could get the little bottles of what we're talking about in the small tubes of toothpaste mm -hmm. whether you go to the store to buy them or next time when you travel oh, bring yeah. them home I, with you from the hotels that's because that stuff works 
That's true. I had a, a really wonderful St. Vincent DePaul member tell me last night that uh, he did that at St. Thomas More, Joe Macaloosa, uh-huh. uh, and somebody brought about a 70-pound bag of toiletry <laughs> items themselves. And I, I I don't know what that equals as far as uh, <laughs> 70 pounds, but... but but you know, goodwill can be measured in all kinds of ways. That's and right. God's love can be, right? Because uh, you know, that's a, everything we do is a uh, what we're trying to be is a visible sign of Christ for those who yes. are in need. And that's you know, whether it's a, a toothbrush or a, a toy for a, a eight-year-old girl that is in need, it it all goes to make a huge difference. And um, that's what's so very, very powerful. And, you know, I mentioned prayer. I mentioned financial support, in-kind donations, and, of, of course, volunteer support. And so That's where I was going example. next. How yeah, many pe- uh, this is the time of year where you need the volunteers more than ever. No doubt. And we have sign-up opportunities on there now. Christmas Day and Christmas Eve will not go uh, live until early next week just because um, we uh, are so focused on our toy drive. But okay. uh, the good news is that uh, that'll be uh, available next week for anybody that wants to sign up for Christmas Eve or Christmas Day to volunteer. But one thing we always um, encourage people is to think of all the days in between Mm -hmm. and you know we're a 365 day charity you know thanksgiving was great we served 2557 meals in our area which is amazing for a one day effort but we we serve meals every day might not be 2557 might only be uh four or five hundred but you know, when you make that kind of impact every day, that's really what adds up. This year, we'll do over 250,000 meals in our area. And I think we is so important to just, one, thank all the volunteers that are a part of it, whether it was a couple of hours serving in the year or, you know, we have people that will serve at one of our charitable, whether it's our dining room, our shelters, our pharmacy, you know, every week. They volunteer their time, energy, some even daily, yeah. uh, and it's a remarkable it's a remarkable thing to see that work and uh, them delivering. Like I said, being the visible uh, sign of Christ in our community. Last but not least, we've been having good weather, but boy, it's going to get cold sooner or later. Uh, final minute, share with us the latest on um, Bishop Ott's Sweet Dream Shelter. How's that going? I think everything is going well. You know, again, we uh, we constantly have families co- uh, moving in and those that are successfully moving out. And um, I think that uh, as the cold weather in, uh, comes, most probably uh, in January and February, where we see the most uh, significant days, we need people's support. And that's why that toiletry drive is so important, because we'll take blankets, we'll take pillows, we'll take mm-hmm. all those things um, so that uh, when we uh, open every bed, it's right at over 200 beds we can open up. In a time of disaster, freeze, whatever the case may be. So, we need the community to continue what they do so well is to pray, volunteer, and financially support the great works of St. Vincent de Paul. Amen, brother. Well, what's the website so they can go to? Say it slow. 
svdpbr.org. That's St. Vincent de Paul Baton Rouge.org, and you can make a great impact in our community. God bless y'all, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Michael Licardo, President of and CEO of St. Vincent de Paul Baton Rouge. He's such a great guy. He is. He, uh, he's got a special place in heaven, I can assure you of that. For sure. All right, folks, don't go too far. It's already 45 after the hour on this Tuesday morning on Wake Up. It is 48 past the hour. Thanks so much for tuning in to Wake Up This Morning. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Dr. Tom Ryan. He's joining me in the New Orleans studio. He is the Interim Vice President for Mission and Identity for Loyola University in New Orleans. Good morning, Dr. Ryan. Good morning. It's so good to have you with us today. We're talking about this really uh, amazing prayer, men's prayer group that you were telling me a little bit more about during the break. Mm -hmm. Uh, But today is quite a unique day because you are gathering together. Uh, and it's called Men Praying the Rosary for Community Unity Annual Rosary. So tell us a little bit about what's going on this evening. Sure, sure. So maybe a little background. So Mm -hmm. a classmate of mine from Jesuit who has a lot of friends from St. Aug really had a call from the Blessed Mother to bring Jesuit and St. Aug graduates together to pray for community unity. And and it's been really powerful. We have gotten together, I think, since before COVID, maybe 2019, uh, on the third Monday of every month in different parishes around and, 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 and prayed for community unity, prayed the rosary for, the commu- for community unity. And then every December, we have a big celebration where all are invited and, and, and again, to pray for community unity and to raise money for a charity and and this year we have some amazing musical performers so uh, and uh, so I'm looking forward to that one of the things we were talking about during the break is you can't have an event or Catholic event in New Orleans without some sort of festivity attached to it whether it's really good music or just a really good Catholic speaker that just brings the joy in life uh, to that event so tell us a little bit about uh, when is it tonight and where is it good good so it's at 6 o'clock tonight at Our Lady of Guadalupe Church the Shrine of St. Jude which is at 411 North Rampart Street and people People can actually uh, join us, uh, attend online if they go to thedailymass.com. So you can come in person to Our Lady of Guadalupe or join online at thedailymass.com. Okay, so this is a men's prayer group. Um, is there an age group and can anyone kind of join Really, in? anybody can join, especially today. Um, yeah. And, and like I say, the, the performers are going to be amazing. They include the National Endowment for the Arts jazz master Donald Harrison, who's a great saxophonist, Grammy Award winners Irvin Mayfield and Ronald Markham, wow. uh, an opera singer for the New York Metropolitan Opera. Wow. Um, and so the, Donald Harrison has actually composed a jazz Song honoring the Blessed Mother and the Rosary, and he'll he'll perform that tonight. So uh, so it'll 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 be an amazing uh, an amazing event. We're always talking about different events, gathering whether it's women or men, but a, a call to men to gather, <laughs> especially something like this. That's right, and and 
to for community unity. You know, yeah. I think after COVID, we've we've all kind of gone into hiding and separated ourselves. <laughs> There's something special about rubbing elbows with people from across the city and different walks of life and things like that, and to pray, uh, you know, for community unity. So so it really is a, a it's a, a prayerful and a powerful experience. What does this mean to you personally? Uh, you've been doing this for quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that, uh, again, getting together with people and hearing their stories and uh, in prayer, you know, that, that you know, in the Gospel of St. John, Jesus says that we may all be one. Je- you know, Jesus calls us to be one in heart and mind and spirit. And so, and, you know, I think in our society, we tend to separate and fragment. Well, mm-hmm. this, this brings people together. So I, to me, that's, to me, that's really inspiring and powerful. Let's talk about something uh, else that's happening. You're having a book signing. Uh, this It's actually coming up pretty soon. That's right. That's right. So I, a couple of weeks ago, I was on your show talking yeah. about um, uh, a Loyola graduate and I wrote reflections on the Sunday readings mm-hmm. for liturgical year A, which yes. just started with Advent. And we're going to have a book signing this Saturday at the Catholic Bookstore, which is on 3003 South Carrollton. So uh, people are welcome to uh, join us for that. Wonderful. And uh, we were talking about reflections and getting into the liturgical year. Maybe it's with, uh, you know, a new reflection book or a planner, something to get us really into this year and into the the readings as well. Um, why would you recommend someone maybe taking a look at the reflections, maybe going before Mass or taking a look at these readings? You know, I think there's something special about having a practice, mm-hmm. getting into a habit of, of, of reflecting on the Word and 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 being formed by the Word, and so uh, so I think if you if you prepare ahead of time, then you go to Mass, kind of more open to Jesus's presence in the in the congregation, in the Word, and in the Eucharist. So so I think it prepares us to be formed and informed by Jesus. So so I think that's a that's a that's a valuable practice. So will you be at the book signing? I will be at the book signing, and I'll sign those books. <laughs> okay, awesome. Well, that's a great place also to maybe grab a few Christmas sure, gifts. Absolutely, and and maybe get that whether it's for yourself or for a family or friend. So perfect. And so and that's this Saturday from eleven to one. I'll be there, but the the Catholic bookstore is open regular business hours, and they do have lots of Christmas gifts. Of course, and they're right next door to the seminary, right off of Carrollton Avenue. Uh, One more time, Dr. Ryan, when and where is the Men's Prayer Unity Rosary tonight? And it's open to everybody. It's tonight at 6 o'clock at Our Lady of Guadalupe Church at 411 North Rampart Street at 6 o'clock, and uh, online at thedailymass.com. And if you'd like to join us in the future, you can email me at tfryan at loino, L-O-Y-N-O dot E-D-U. And like I say, we, we meet monthly and, it, you know, it's a good and, and inspiring experience. Mm-hmm. And when you meet monthly, I know that, uh, is it a certain time when you meet? It's the third, third Monday of every month at six o'clock. Okay. And we meet at different parishes. Um, and, and again, all, all, all are really welcome to that. Okay. I know yeah. that uh, with everyone's busy schedule, trying to fit things in, right. sometimes in the morning works or in the evening right. works. So right. uh, I'm glad and you sometimes mentioned Sometimes people attend this one, not that one, yeah. and that's fine. 
Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. I'll definitely post the live stream on today's Facebook live video. Great. Um, and then we'll definitely take a look at that uh, book signing again. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for right. being with us, Dr. Ryan. Thank and you. looking forward to the next update from you because you All always right. have stuff coming up, whether it's, <laughs> you know, we're getting into, I, I know I keep talking about, you know, we're in Advent and being present in the Advent season, right. getting ready right. for Christmas, but I always look forward to those Mardi Gras reflections as well, <laughs> which is actually just right around That's the corner. Right. So, Happy almost Mardi Gras. Yeah, I actually saw some Valentine's Day stuff on the shelf yesterday oh, and I was like, okay, oh, let's slow God. down a bit here. Uh-huh. <laughs> it never stops. Uh, thank you so much, Dr. Right, Ryan, for being you. with us today. Mm-hmm. If you have any events happening in your listening area, whether it's for the Advent season, Christmas, or coming up for New Year's, even I know Lent's just around the corner, we just got an Advent, you can actually send us your events for free at our website at ccmedia.live. So that's ccmedia.live. You can check that out or our Facebook page. You can send us a message and I'll post it on our calendar. It's absolutely free. And we'll also talk about it on our morning show. So uh, take a look at that. And it can be, I even got some events for next summer. So uh, whether it's next January or next summer, we can post it on our website. So it's never too early to do to do that at least two weeks in advance please yeah so we can put that in there on time okay well it was a good show y'all had fun Mm -hmm. yep all right yeah let's continue (laughs) to have fun throughout the day did you (laughs) and we're going to wrap up with a prayer yes i did in the name of the father son holy spirit amen oh good saint nicholas patron of children sailors and the helpless watch over those who pray to jesus your lord and theirs as well as over those who humble themselves before you. Bring us all in reverence to the Holy Child of Bethlehem, where true joy and peace are found. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. St. Nicholas. Pray for us. Yes. Pray for us. Don't forget Thank you so much for joining us. Yes. We'll catch you back here tomorrow at 7 a.m. Central Time. Johnny Aber joins us with his gospel reflection. Peter Finney with the Clarion Herald will be with us. Dina Dow with the Diocese of Baton Rouge. And Meg Whalen will talk about the Latin prayers for young Catholics. Have a wonderful Tuesday. God bless. Wake up is a production of Catholic Community Radio.